this is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side, not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Hello, everybody. My name is Josh Roach. Oh, I, hi, hi. <laughs> I'm 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 Sapap Lakem. Sapap Lakem. Lakem is my is my Sir is my Star Wars name. Sir Yeah. My, my Star Wars name is uh, Arka Jeth. Well, my first one was Arka Jeth Roach. I don't know if you can see the Arabesh on there. My wife ah. made me a uh, a cup a few years ago. That's got my first Star Wars name on there. And then um, when I played Galaxies, me and the boys, I was a Talander Karoon. My, uh-huh. buddy, my buddy Casey was Talitas Karoon. My buddy Sean was uh, Telesto Karoon. Ooh, Telesto Karoon. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, well, it was funny because uh, Casey's character, Talitas, he was, we started getting really into PvP and uh guild wars and he was mm-hmm. our he was our medic but he was he was pretty badass just in general and uh the group but he was one of our me and Talitas and camera was one of the leaders and people always chanted uh Talitas was sent to lead us oh very very <laughs> creative and cool i love it yeah i remember those some of the servers became like pvp servers and because it was such a sandbox and it wasn't like, oh, yeah, like, you know, the, the the actual system will put you in, like, a queue to, like, PvP for, like, Battlegrounds, like World of Warcraft. You would, like, have to – I don't know if people know this. Like, you would have to go on the forums, and you would have to be like, yeah, my guild will meet you guys on Dantooine at X362Y451 in, in, that, um, in that guild city that was literally player-made buildings by an architect. Yep. And, like, you'd be like, okay, you guys start on that side. We'll start on this side. And if it was really organized, you had one guild that was all Rebels and one guild that was all Empire. And at, like, 7 p.m. Eastern, like, it's on. Like, they like exactly at that time, you would, like, rush each other. And there would be, like, like a, a battle. And it was all player dictated created and and executed it, it had nothing to do with like a system for pvp in in the game you know if you if you were a bounty hunter and you you took bounties from like the the kiosk you would get like points if you came in the battle as a bounty hunter but it just the creativity from the player base there's there was nothing there's still nothing like it yeah we had so when when we played it was in the uh what was it it was the when the pre-CU, then the combat upgrade, and then it was the NGE is when we, that's what got me back into the game was uh, um, playing these, these guild wars. And we actually had, we, like you said, we had player cities and one, you know, one guild was primarily Imperial and another guild was primarily, primarily rebels, but we had up to like at least six, probably six or seven guilds like mm-hmm. three were like rebels and three were imperials and um we didn't have to plan uh 
like fights like that. We just, it would be like, go to Naboo, go to Theed, go to Coronet and you load in and you'd have to be careful. Like we'd have to send people ahead and they would have to like shuttle scout out and scout out because you just like load in and just be getting ganked. And we would just have huge battles that would just erupt out of nowhere. So cool, man. It, It was such, it was ahead of its time. And it's unfortunate because because it was ahead of its time, the technology wasn't there. Like the the lag, the server lag, like the the programming was basically what they were trying to do was like cut corners, not cut corners, but they were trying to like hack a way to make galaxies possible. And they did it, right? But because, you know, like technology wasn't there yet, like it was, it was janky, right? It was like really janky. Um, and then people, you know, then it was like divided in terms of the player base loving what's going on and other people saying changes needed to be made. And then they introduced that CU before NGE, which is a combat upgrade and like totally changed the way you would like, like skill, like your skill trees would change the way that one would attain Jedi actually change instead of like randomly being a lot of winner and finding these holocrons and have being force sensitive now and like anybody bloody. could anybody could be a jedi right yeah all right we got we got rant. we got uh t green is here with us and uh casey Schreffler making his triumphant return back to the podcast i just Triumph. messaged him and i was like this is to lead us right here mikey this is the what up to lead us what's up <laughs> to lead us sandwich Toledus was sent to lead us. Toledus bacon, Toledus. To lead us to bacon. Toledus was sent to lead us to bacon. Well, Toledus is delicious. Was Casey, on, was Casey on with us when I was on like two years ago? I came yes. on Talking Sith. I think yep. we were all I think we were all drinking. Oh, yeah, we were. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there was one or two on that, that, I, that I was with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I used to drink... Uh, very heavily, and, and I enjoyed it much. These days, I just drink five cups of coffee every day to prepare for uh, that, that, like that thing that just grabbed you. I think it's a kid. I got one of those coming <laughs> in like three. Yeah, con- congrats! I think I heard about that. Yeah, it's it's wild, dude. Uh, we just had a, our second child in December, three months, and uh, chaos, absolute chaos. Congratulations on uh, on extra bonus chaos awesome yeah no i mean i just apparently hate sleep and doing what i want to do yeah <laughs> like i keep i keep posting pictures of uh my like down here this little cave and every every one of my friends literally everybody who has kids are like yeah you better enjoy it now you get three months left till there's pampers all over the place and all that shit comes crashing down and i'm just like you haters like over no, my I mean, dead, over my dead body. I mean, that it, happening? it's it's great. I, I mean, we get in, I get in trouble a lot because like I'll clean up and then three hours later the house looks exactly like I did before I cleaned up, and I like my wife gets mad and I'm like and I tell her I'm like you know like we just had a new one now like our house is just gonna be toys everywhere for like at least the next five years. Right. You just gotta you just gotta go with the flow. You know, push the mess into a corner, mm. you know, <laughs> and and get on with your life. Yeah, that doesn't work with Hannah either. She's upset if something is out of place, like with no, especially no. the kids' toy stuff. It's like it's a losing battle. You might as well just let them have their fun, and then at night 
like you said, shove it in a corner. Uh, my <laughs> my biggest thing as they get older, Mikey. Here here's a uh, here's a tip for you. When they get a little bit older, you can just be like, "All right, start cleaning up." And when they say no, right. be like, "All right, here's what I do." T knows what I do. What do I do, T? You get something called the daddy pickup. Yeah. Make that a game? Yeah, yeah. Nope. Well, it's kind of a game for me. I, I get a trash bag, and whatever I pick up just starts going in the trash. Ah. It, it normally lights a fire under them, and they, they quickly start picking things up. <laughs> yeah, I've, they... used, I've used that method a couple times. Yeah, then there's always uh, back when I used to basically live with Casey, we would uh, we'd use the Santa Claus method where we would call one of our buddies, normally Tim Q, and he'd pretend to be Santa Claus. Nowadays, we could just call Star Wars Santa, have him do a FaceTime. Yeah, That's a good idea. That's <laughs> a really good idea. Actually, I, I think it was before Christmas this year, right, Roach? I called you and I was like, hey, Santa. Yep. And yep. uh you immediately took to it and I handed my daughter the phone and I gave you a rundown of what was going on and and uh, you you were Santa Claus for a minute. Boy, guys. Star Wars celebration. This? Oh my goodness. I just I just uh, bought my ticket again. And uh, so it's, it's confirmed I'm going. I was talking to my buddy Sean today. We were getting our flights lined up, looking at a hotel out there. Um, the trigger has been pulled. So wow. we're, we're waiting to see if we're waiting to see if Mikey's going to join us. But, I love uh, how. So so for people listening, because they can't see us, because apparently we're not on YouTube. And this whole time I thought we were. I'm like fixing my shelves behind me, like getting my boxes, my underwear off the top of there because the laundry room's over here. <laughs> Long story short, Josh pulls up the damn website with like the most amazing montage edited perfectly of these people in heaven, Star Wars heaven, basically, to try to convince me that I need to come when when, when literally I'll be in the ninth. Jenny will be in the ninth month of her pregnancy, and I'm just gonna take <laughs> off by myself and go literally to the opposite coast. Uh, yeah. Well, you see, I mean, the cool thing though is that you know we have Zoom. You right. can Zoom her. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I could Zoom Josh. <laughs> no, you can't Zoom me. That's that's the joke. No, I can't uh, yeah. do Josh. Come. <laughs> You got to come. You got <laughs> yeah, a celebration. You can zoom, child. Like you're not missing much, man. I'll tell you, I've been there, done that. So here, twice. here's here's what's up. Here's what's up. I I checked the read pop thing. I thought I bought a four day, oh, but I, since I, I since I bought it, what like t- twenty two years ago, um, <laughs> I actually only bought a Friday. Oh no! Because no, because at the time, no, you. Didn't. Well, I don't. I don't really mind because at Anna Anaheim, like. I had so much fun in 2015 outside the convention center. Like I, I had, well, I was also at the Hilton bar right. for most of it. So, um, but anyway, I, that was a different place in time when I bought the ticket is my point. So now I'm like, well, I only have a Friday. And if I go, it would probably, I'd probably go Thursday night to like, and then leave like Sunday morning. Yeah. Cause I, I'll lose the three hours coming back and I probably going to be at work on the next day on Monday. So, I would probably just need a Saturday ticket. I'm pretty sure my uh, my wife would. Uh, <laughs> I think she was messing with Josh for a while, <laughs> but uh, 
My wife oh. has a four-day that I don't think she has any interest in using. She was looking at selling it a while ago. Mm. So Boom. there's 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 You're this, in, there's that there, there's your Saturday option. But listen, I, I'm you know I'm a scalper, man. I'm not gonna lie. You know what? What does she ask you for? Nothing's free, you know. Well, I mean, what do we got over here? You know, I don't know. You know, sometimes you just gotta <laughs> go the thing. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, wait, if you're if you're just trying to use it like on Saturday, you know, like like she she probably just do like the day cost of it or whatever. Like she was she was awesome. just being she was being a jerk to Josh, and I told her that several times, and she just kept laughing about it. Yeah, so I didn't know when the tickets came back on sale. I messaged Casey and I'm like, bro, the tickets are up. Uh, See if Carla will sell me the ticket for like basically what they're selling it on here. Otherwise, I'm just going to buy a freaking four day ticket. Yeah, and and uh, I was like, it should be fine. I I was on set. I was like, it should be fine. I got like, you know, just 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 ask her. And I was like, I'll talk. I said I would talk to her, but I was really busy at the time. And then he sent me the uh, screenshot of him buying it because there was a point in time where there was some celebration tickets going for crazy money yeah yeah and we're getting some am i the only one getting some weird audio feedback that's that's he's mic lighting up i think i I think it's yeah i think he's not on mute and he threw it down somewhere all right i muted him there we go let's see all right no more farting he's got to turn that noise cancellation off or whatever we've had we've had this problem before what happened to the galaxies talk like uh that that enticed me to come on real quick Oh man, we were just—we were—I don't even know how we—how did we get started on that, Mikey? Oh man, uh, I don't know. You brought it up, but you brought it up because oh, you were talking about your Star Wars name, and I—I—I uh, I, I, I threw out—I ran right. my cup here. That's got my uh, one of my Star Wars names, Arkajeth Rooch, on it, and then I was saying um, my second Star Wars name was from Galaxies. We were the the Caroons. Yeah. Actually, my. Uh, Let's see my my Star Wars. Uh, Mikey, did you see my uh, Mando gear last year? I think you did. I saw your Mando gear last year. At celebration. celebration, celebration, dude. You were when I met you for the first time ever in person. You were wearing it. Yeah, like, yeah, at, yeah. I um, saw all you guys. Yeah, so it on that one. All right, yeah, right here. Yeah. It says, I have carved into my Mandalorian gear in Arabesh to Lander Karoon. I love it. So you should have remembered that, man. Come on. Did you read my name? Uh, yeah, tag? I mean, I should, have, I should have remembered it from reading the Arabesh off of your armor at Starbucks. The first right. time. I mean, how, how dare I not fucking feel embarrassed? I like how in this picture, too, uh, Josh also conveniently cropped out my wife and I on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And your child, you can see. Yeah, you can see Natalia is in there a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you see some like rainbow shoe going on there. I'm surprised he didn't cut out the rest of his family. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to have the pregnant wife in there, you know, to otherwise it just wouldn't make much sense. No, that's it's it's beautiful, man. It's amazing. It's an, like the best picture ever. I've got one with Carrie Fisher and my sister. I don't know if you remember, I had it on my Twitter for a while that I got um, yeah. from 2015. I don't know. Yeah, I had one with Carrie from 2015. I don't know if that was ever my profile picture. Um, I think it no. was mine. Maybe. I hate the way that, like, 
my whole life is on like this application and like when i want to get the photos i want i don't even know how to get them yeah i would have to really look yeah we met carrie funny story there um i've had the picture on my wall yeah if you got that picture grab it um i'm gonna i'm gonna put it in um in facebook and then if you can put it up and show casey really cool i i don't know why i was i was i don't know why i did what i did but it's really funny oh nice that's my that's my sister (laughs) on the other side yeah she was (laughs) awesome man gary gary was i thought he was really gary was like licking my sister and i don't know i guess he turned the second they second they they took the picture like gary like moved so like i don't know why they moved it was easier for me to get it because i have my laptop wired in wired it was easier for me just to get up and take a picture of the picture oh that's awesome yeah oh you got the twin oh you guys had the twins we had the twins great yeah that's the that's the first picture right did you get the second picture case uh i don't know if i have this that's the only one up on my wall and then below that's billy d williams ray park I'll have to yeah, try and see if I can find it. Yeah, I, uh, we went in, right? And so it's Carrie and Mark. And that picture yeah, I, re- I remember saw, that. Yeah. Uh, my wife, Hannah, you know, we're all kind of leaned in there. And then Hannah's dressed up like Leia. And she's like kind of off to the side, right? And uh, after they, you know, they, they move you in there like cattle. I'll hold right? it up again so it's fresh. Yeah, she's kind of just off to the side. And uh, – so she had the fake Leia buns on. And after the picture, you know, they're like, all right, click next. And Mark goes, Carrie, look at her buns. They look great. And the Carrie's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, here, come here, honey. Come stand next to me. And the photographer's like, nope, next. And she's like, take another picture. And, you know, we're all laughing at this point. And Hannah's like right up next to her. And the guy's like, no, next. She's like, take a picture. No, next. She's like, take the fucking picture so he just goes no Pick. way and did I'll you find, get it yeah yeah, yeah. so we ended up we and got it. Like, make they... sure you get both pictures <laughs> that's awesome i love her so much so she really yeah. isn't my favorite man she, I'll have she, to find she'll always it, be it was it was like it's it's all of us laughing and it's mark just like cracking up because he created this chaos and carrie yeah. just looks pissed she's just like in the middle of screaming at this guy Oh, She's man. pissed for all the right reasons, though. It's amazing. <laughs> Great. That was, that was oh man. I cannot wait till celebration again. This, I've been, I've been dying for it. It's, I know it's going to be, and it's at the best location ever. Like that, that's the best. Nothing yeah. beats that. With with the the Hilton right there, the courtyard for the cosplay, and then Disneyland across the street. There's nothing better than that. Gosh, what uh, what email would you have used? back in the day i might have it probably j.roach2132 at gmail i have nothing from that one maybe drop the j dot uh but yeah it's uh i'm wondering what what all we're gonna get for panels coming up because uh obviously we're gonna have a kenobi panel that's almost a given right well that that premieres the day before it starts right yeah no it premieres the day after kenobi starts no i mean like obi kenobi premieres a day before celebration yes i thought yes yes yes. um sean and i were just discussing how uh i'm gonna meet him at his house 
at like seven o'clock in the morning or like wow. 6 30 in the morning so we can watch kenobi together in the morning drive straight from there to o'hare that's like a two and a half hour drive and then fly to fly to la and that's that's intense i like it <laughs> but at least we'll have uh we'll have kenobi to talk about the entire way we'll probably try to podcast something on the way that's record awesome. record something and uh the the podcast stage is up so i was gonna i was gonna try to put out some feelers as to if you were gonna be there mikey and then if uh you know casey's gonna be there if we want to try to i guess it's pretty much there's not been a whole lot of interest in it this year so far yeah like a lot a lot of the podcasters aren't going and i it's really weird it's kind of like the vibe i'm getting across the board they're just uh a lot of people i mean look for jason's a good example right he's like yeah i'm just kind of not going you know i mean there, there's it's been a roller coaster the past two years for a lot of different reasons for a lot of podcast people uh right. <laughs> so um yeah i don't know how best to to put it but is uh is the sith list going is a raj going any of them guys yeah like they're so raj was in new york this past weekend and i was supposed to i wasn't supposed to meet up with him he, he told me like two weeks before he was coming he's like um me and Lorraine and I are coming to New York. You better fucking be there. Yada, yada, yada. We're meeting with like Emily Lind and like a bunch of podcasters in Brooklyn at a bar. And, you know, I don't, I don't drink. So like, I, I definitely wanted to see him. I, I would have rather see him during the day sometime, but I think they were in for all, like reasons to see family and friends, but I think they went to the star Wars uh, exhibit. That's the, okay. the, um, I, I don't know if it's the sand suite collection or if it's just like, some, some big touring star wars exhibit yeah i i i can look it up in, in a few while, while we're all chatting but long story short um i didn't get to see him because i had other stuff that were that i needed to keep priority that this weekend and i mean you guys know better casey and josh and, and t you guys know better than every than me the hell am i saying there's nobody else here uh, <laughs> that uh when you've got you know when you've got a pregnant wife at home and you've already have your weekend booked with your with like stuff you're indulging in like Sunday night comes around and it's like, I'm not going to Brooklyn to hang out at a bar. I don't care who's there. I got to be home. Right. So it was one, it was one of those, you know, but anyway, I, I'm off. I, uh, I digress. Araj is going, um, he said I could sleep on his floor. So I'm not worried about where I like where to stay. I think he's going to be 45 minutes or so from the convention center though. He's staying near LA not Anaheim. Okay. But, the place we're looking you know, at is like 15 minutes from the convention, like walk from the convention center, like five minute by car. And I, you know, T already offered that you could sleep on me. So okay, you guys are getting a place down there. eh? Yeah. Yeah. That way we're uh, close to the action. Um, and uh, we were going we to force you yeah. to stay with us, Casey. Yeah, you can. I mean, you'd have to really pull my leg to get me out of here. Let me tell you, you'd have to really, really beg <laughs> me. As long as I have a bed, I will contribute towards the cost. But please, boom, <laughs> get it done. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will have to eventually. Uh, at one point in time, you have to come see our our house. And stuff oh, definitely, like definitely. Party at Casey's house. 
Because what what is if I were to go to if I were to drive to Anaheim right now, 7:35 p.m. It's probably pretty heavy traffic. I live in the Reseda Northridge area. Um, Anaheim Convention Center. Yeah, I mean it'd be cool to miles, have... one hour ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. I remember even where you were at before. It was a, it was a bit of a hike every day. Um, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, LA traffic is nothing to sneeze at, man. Yeah, that's why we we figured we just go there. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, Four or five, four or five is no joke though. Like I, I know bad traffic here, but I've sat in the four or five at rush hour. It's literally the worst thing ever. Hey, you know why they call it the four or five, right? No, because you go four or five miles per hour. Pretty, yeah. (laughs) That's good. That's that's it. (laughs) Yeah. I, I know uh, a couple of our buddies live out, like some podcasting buddies live out there. Like you said, Jason said he uh, he probably wasn't going to be going, but he'd be down maybe for a private meetup um, with some, you know, like a smaller group of people, which would be which would be cool. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely uh, kind of a void i think in uh, the podcasting stage right now so i was going to i was going to try to enter us in that and just see and then maybe we you you get our uh our crossover going there mikey yeah i mean talking sith this, list yeah i think i think you should yeah i mean i, I could probably i'll i'll ask and see what's going on on that end but you shouldn't rely on me you you should definitely just do it anyway just like book that if you can Oh like, yeah. Like get on the stage. Like I think that'd be awesome. You know? Hey guys, just get up there and we'll just start talking about galaxies. I'm saying yeah. you don't need me. You don't need me, <laughs> but I mean I, I listen, I may come, you know, but I, I don't want you to rely on me. I think that would be an awesome thing for, for you to do. Yeah, definitely. I'm just I'm looking forward. So far they haven't announced what any of the panels are, what days are gonna be on. We can almost bet um it's the twentieth anniversary of episode two um they're selling oh, i wonder if they'll if they'll do if they'll put it in 3d like they did Ooh. for so like in, remember in 15 we did uh they did revenge of the sith in 3d because it got taken out of theater it didn't get to theaters yep before george released it i wonder if they'll do that if they'll bring it back in 3d that would be nice because i didn't get to see it i didn't i didn't go to revenge of the sith in 3d which i really regret um i did but uh, I think Casey, you and I were interested in that, but the wives were not interested in the slightest bit. That that sounds a pretty accurate. Because like I was seen actually this movie a hundred times. Yeah, when they were releasing them, I remember seeing um, uh, episode yeah yeah episode one in Chicago with my ex, which was over. It had been twelve years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was when Hannah and I were yeah. first dating. So yeah, that was uh, and Tim Q and I because she was working down in South Bend, and her first hospital job, and uh, Tim Q and I drove down there, saw the late showing, and then went and surprised her in the middle of the night at the hospital, and brought like everybody donuts or something. But uh, yeah, so we should probably that'd be sweet if they had an episode two, um. 3d release and they should man i wish they would just release it again so we could see it somewhere even if they did like a really limited release but um what do we think natalie portman she gonna be there she making an appearance i mean 
she she's she's back on the Disney payroll. That's my thought. Like, and they with, get so with, many with Love and Thunder. Yeah, because they they when when you sign contracts to do movies like that, like you have to make so many appearances for whoever you're under contract with. Um, I was talking about this the other day with uh, Poe about Poe Dameron about Oscar Isaac. Um, to Jason, actually, I'm making Star Wars, trying to see if uh, feel out because that's going to kind of segue into uh, our next little topic here. I was like. There's a lot of rumors right now going around that uh, Kathleen Kennedy has been meeting with the stars, the big three of the sequel trilogy. And it's like, what, jo- it's like what George did in yep. 2012 with with uh, Carrie Harrison and 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 Mark. Yeah, telling them the same thing. Yeah, trying to feel out if they were into it, you know. And um, I was like, look, uh, Oscar just went and did this big promo for uh, the Halcyon. For the star cruiser and there's all this you know all these rumors going down about them bringing back the uh, sequel trilogy characters to disney plus do you think there's anything to that and he's like look there could be i've heard a little bit of this stuff but let's be realistic he's doing moon Knight. he has so many contractually obligated like appearances he has to make for disney at this point it's probably just that realistically but then you get things like this where Daisy Ridley um, reading off Anthrax here, Ray from Star Wars sequel trilogy was uh, one of the award presenters at this year's British Academy of television and arts, the BAFTA awards. And let me see if I can tell, give me a thumbs up guys. If you can hear this. No thumbs up. Hold on. Let me uh, stop sharing. Good old Zoom. That is a cute baby. Hello, cute baby. <laughs> That's a solo was, right there. I thought sometimes like in group chats, you can only show up when you're talking. So like when I was starting to talk, I was going to like move his mouth. <laughs> Here we go. This should give me a thumbs up, guys. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. It's like, you know. A lot. It's, it's a great. lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. This dress is a lot. Thank you. As well. You know, you've not gone low key, have you? I've not gone low key, but I have gone reuse. Oh, have you? Former things as one new. Can you please tell me about your new project? Uh, sometimes I think about dying. For people to see it, it's essentially about people struggling with sort of isolation and connecting. So very apt for now. Yes, absolutely. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. Um, and also, do tell me, you know, do you miss being Ray? Are you going to make a return to Star Wars? I'll always be Ray. Oh, I love that. Soundbite. Well, enjoy Thank the BAFTA. Soundbite. Soundbite. Bite of biting sound. So, what do you guys think? Do you, you, do you look to see uh, the sequel tr- uh, characters coming back anytime soon? Do you want to see the sequel characters coming back anytime soon? <laughs> Wouldn't mind it. Uh, do, do I see them coming back? I don't know. Um, if they do, I think it's going to be on a Disney Plus scale. Right. right. It's not going to be a 250 million dollar movie well that's the rumor right now too that they'd be coming back for disney plus and uh mikey you sent uh you sent in a group chat the other day another rumor that's flying around the internet right now 
about uh, Damon Lindelof um, is rumored to be working on a Star Wars movie or Star Wars project. And I know that this got some traction a few years ago. And uh, he had said that a few years ago, you could find, um, I was trying to, it's behind a paywall. But uh, from what I've gathered, he said that, uh, yeah, he was in talks with them. Uh, he pitched something essentially to them, and it sounds like he'll be making one. This is a couple of years ago. And now we get this coming out of left field. But uh, like, I, what, like I told you guys the other day when you messaged me that, like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be down for that 100% because I am a huge Lost fan. Um, but I'd be, I'd be doubly down for a TV series because he seems to do really well with television series, and he's really hit or miss with his movies. But anything that starts with Star Wars and has movie in the same breath, I think is pretty much doomed for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Sucks. (laughs) Well, I mean, we know what to blame that on, right? Their marketing team. Look at what they did with Solo. We've talked about that. Like, the Solo was coming out, what, May? And then yeah. Super Bowl Sunday, like we're like we're expect you and I were expecting it. Nothing, nothing, not a peep, barely anything until just like a couple weeks before. And even then, it was just a flash of whatever. They did not put that movie out there for some stupid reason. Yeah, I, I just think the meta is changing. Um, I, I think even with Marvel, it's just happening slower. Where you're gonna get the individual stories for one protagonist focus you're going to get that in in t on tv on disney plus and then when it when it all comes to a head kind of like avengers phase four like kind of like spider-man no way home an example even though those movies you know obviously were all in the theater but just just a good example there like when the when the mandalorian thing builds up with all those other shows coming out and they all connect and they all meet at the root or or, or meet at the head then you do like the big movie, like the big, like the end game. Then you do the end game. So, you know, I, I think that's where Star Wars would head from a cinematic standpoint is like do all these shows and let them all kind of lead into the, you know, the big battle, right? It could be right. a three movie, a three movie battle, you know, a trilogy based on that coming to the head. Um, you know, and I, I think, you know, Kevin Feige. Is, is creating that and evolving it with uh, the way that we consume content today in a new world, post, uh, post-COVID world. It's like, you know, our behavior is changing. The way that we're, we're viewing and consuming content, the way we want to, I still want to go to the theater, but not as often. You know, I'll, I'll go to the theater for, for a big event, you know, and Star Wars movies to us four is a big event, but like a Star Wars movie that's not so... Um, um, what's the word accountable really for and have high stakes, you know, like, right. Like you're just going to do like a Boba Fett movie. No one really knows the plot, but they know Boba Fett. And it's going to be in the theater and you see a cool trailer. That's not going to do it. It's got to be like, you've invested so much time into all these story arcs that are coming together. And then you have this grand thing. Am I making any sense? Yeah. I don't know. No. Yeah. yeah you're 100%. making sense. Um, I just don't know if um, 
Yeah, I don't know where where we're going to go with Star Wars movie because it seems like everything from the sounds of things like what you're saying is uh, like these things that won't necessarily bring people in is what's being pitched to them. They're not ready to do another like trilogy. I don't think that they're ready to uh, like lock themselves down for, you know, the next five, six years or whatever with a trilogy, especially with the release schedule right now, how it is like it has, it has to be at least every other year because they have some sort of weird deal with avatar because these Avatar movies that are coming out, man, are going to be the biggest movies ever. One after the other after the other. The next five largest movies ever are going to be the Avatar movies. Yeah, yeah. says says James Cameron. Yeah, not like you, a, think, not, you think so. <laughs> not a box, a box office that's unpredictable in the future. Like, you oh. know, we... we I don't buy all that, man. I didn't buy it in 2008 when it came out either. It was cool. It used it used the latest and greatest technology, right? Which yep. Star Wars did before that for for 30 years before that. So, like, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, episodes 10 through 12. So, so, so the, the trilogies are now like imprinted that it's it's a it's a generational trilogy thing. Yep. So, like, you're not gonna just have Ray, Finn, and Poe, like. Three year, three to five or or ten years later from from um, Rise of Skywalker. That's not going to do it. You've got to have offspring and connection and another generation. Right. So if they, if if they are bringing them back, I agree with Casey. Like it's going to be Disney Plus because, and that would lead into the next generation. Like though, like those shows <laughs> would then lead into, like the next generation of Jedi and Sith. I think for ten to ten to twelve. Yeah, you could set it up. I mean, they, I think that they could do really well teeing this up. If they're smart, they'll have quite a time jump. And they could really capitalize on Grogu being involved in the next Jedi Order. And he can be a very different looking Jedi, right? Like, he can have lived a couple of our lifetimes being a Mandalorian and then eventually come back and play a role as a Jedi or even be, uh, they would, it'd be cool if he became a nemesis, but he won't like, they'll never do that. Just like, uh, it would have been really cool if Ray had turned evil. Um, yeah, but they won't do that. Uh, I mean, we need more heel turns like that in star Wars. I think, um, they, they've yeah, never I, really done it except for with Anakin and I, Go ahead. Uh, no, I, I was just going to say I, I think they put themselves in a corner with with the heel turn with the with the the direction they went in Rise of Skywalker. So I don't think that that would happen with Rey because then it would it would contradict the the whole the whole move like the whole story arc like where it went. You know, yeah, they can't with her anymore. That that one that ship has sailed. But um, but yeah, I mean, we got a great heel turn with Anakin. But only because, like, George kind of wrote himself into a corner there, essentially, once he wrote Empire and decided that Vader was going to be Anakin Skywalker. And then he had to go back and tell the story of how he turns. But we all knew how that was going to happen. We all knew that was going to happen. It was no sort of surprise. So everybody anticipated it. Nobody was going to be upset when Anakin turned at the end of Episode 3 because everybody knew he was going to be Darth Vader. But there would have been outrage in the street if uh, if Ray had turned evil in uh, 
in Rise of Skywalker or even episode eight. But I think I think that that kind of bold move is something that they need to do. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. There's only there's only so much that they can do to go back and uh, like fill in the gaps with us. But like with Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's the same thing. Right. It's going to be a great story, but there's only so much they can do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's already written. It's like you're just going back and, and writing and filling in the gaps, but we know where the, the beginning is and we know where the end is. So there's only so much you can do. You're limited. Right. Right. Yeah. But did you guys see the, uh, all right. So I have up here, the Hollywood reporter says, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Maul scenes cut. Luke Skywalker replaced during a creative overhaul. Any of you guys read into that this week? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I, I got into a fight with somebody on, on Facebook and I never do that. I don't do that shit, <laughs> you know? Like, Only on the subway. I usually just, I'm really good at ignoring it. Like, like there's so many stupid idiots like writing stupid shit. Excuse my language. We have children here. We have babies here and I'm acting a fool. Uh, they they just went in a different direction with the writing and and i i i can kind of see why but i can kind of see why it was so attractive to bring maul back right i mean he's so he's such a powerful villain yeah. he's, ama- he's amazing he's amazing in clone wars and in rebels he's fantastic uh but filoni gave that an end so again you're limited there so they're like you know we we're already limited by by kenobi's direction on where that's going to go so we get, we can only do so much we already know where Maul's going to go. So it's like you bring him in to cause chaos a little bit. You can, but then you only have six episodes, right? And it's not like you can have that Kurosawa fight because you already had it in Rebels. So I, I see the direction. Somebody else came in and goes on Facebook, this guy, and he goes, uh, there's no way Maul would ever be in it. It would contradict Rebels um, for – I don't know why he said it would contradict Rebels. He, he said it because um, – you know, Kenobi's on Tatooine, and uh, he doesn't get to Tatooine until much later, so it would contradict. And I wrote, like, well, listen, they took a different direction, but it would not contradict Rebels at all because Kenobi's not staying on Tatooine. Like, they're not going right. to do six episodes of Sand. It's not going to happen. And this guy's like, he never leaves Tatooine. And, <laughs> and, then he, and then I prove my point, and he goes, well, even if he leaves Tatooine, like, the last thing he would want to do is run into the Shadow Syndicate in Crimson Dawn. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm just like, this guy's an idiot. Like, obviously, he doesn't want to run into Crimson Dawn. That doesn't mean he wouldn't because shit, shit happens in life. And you're right. going to run into, you know, especially and, – and honestly, if you're going to save, uh, like – like potential Padawans, some like kids that are being taken. There's going to be organized crime trafficking that shit. Those yeah. kids probably. I can't stop cursing. I had way too much coffee. So I'm like, what is this guy talking about? You know, it, Listen, I'll, this I'll guy... stop with this. I was going to shut my mouth and the three of you could talk. Could there, um, could there be a Kira, do you think? So there could be, right? But it, I don't think so. It doesn't. I don't think they're going to take it that way. Uh, if they were going to do that, I honestly think that we would have seen it in Boba Fett. <clears throat> now, from what I'm hearing uh, from making Star Wars, from uh, the Bespin Bulletin, uh, there was they they painted a lot of stuff um, into the Book of Boba Fett series, 
And from what Beth Ben Bolton and Making Star Wars have been saying, there's there was supposed to be a season two. Now, whether or not there's going to be a season two of Book of Boba Fett now remains to be seen. Uh, it didn't have the best reception in the overall mm. fan community. However, it's doing rather well, even even still on Disney Plus. It's it's performing pretty well still. So when it comes down to that, like what uh, what are they going to listen to? Right. Like, are they going to look at just the sheer numbers or are they going to look at the fan reaction? On the second hand, like a lot of the stuff that they left hanging, um, like the Pike Syndicate kind of came in and they, they caused some trouble, but it's it's obvious they alluded to greater mastery. Like uh, when the twins came in and they talked about needing permission to kill the twins. Well, who did they need permission from? And you could say, like, yeah, they just needed permission from the, the other Dons there on Tatooine. I, I, I just assumed that was Crimson Dawn. Right. And they, it just had Crimson Dawn written all over it from the beginning. Even in some of the uh, the art at the end of the episode, um, Darth Maul's Sith, uh, oh, what was it called? The Interceptor? His ship from A New Hope, or from uh, Phantom Menace, was seen over that uh, ring planet. Um. The infiltrator, I thought. Yeah, the infiltrator. The infiltrator. Uh, And there's just so many nods. Uh, And it seems like they were setting stuff up for season two, but they, I think they just pulled, they pulled too much. Like they pulled their punches way too much. It needed to be bigger at the end. Uh, They needed to reveal a bigger bad and not just the Pike Syndicate that, you know, was, I don't know almost just almost laughable that that's all that it was at the end they didn't bring any other bigger muscle in except for cad bane i don't know i i enjoy book of boba fett but i definitely thought it was going to be bigger and it was going to play more into this uh bigger worldview mikey like you're talking about like uh avengers almost um that you know we're we're painting all these people these smaller pictures and it's leading up to this bigger thing book of boba fett almost just seemed like a tangent that ultimately resolved itself yeah to some degree i mean i i feel like man like i i think i spoke about this with you too uh roach in terms of uh, maybe we just messaged about it but i was like i remember watching the first two three episodes and i was like man I know how much they're spending per episode, or at least on average. Like, where is the money? And then right. the first Mando episode came out, and I was like, oh, there, there, there it is. There's the money. There's the money. There's the money. And then the second one came out, and it's like, oh, there's there's a lot of the money right there. There's, with, there's, uh, there's more. There's more there's, money. There's much more of the money right there. Um, if, I mean, I, they, I, they had to spend a lot of money to bring in Machete. Yeah, I do. I do have a question to pose, but I want Papas to weigh in on it too. If he's if he's still there. Yeah, I'm here. Um, Sorry, I had to. I had to take a piss. Sorry. Hey, you know, we got when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah, too much coffee on a Wednesday. (laughs) Oh man, I gave up caffeine like three years ago. So, well, I just gave up the booze. So, like, I'm on my way. It's like you know, give me a break here. A little out of time. You get a. You know. You get. uh, I'll, I'll give you a hall pass on that one. 
Um, so my question is, uh, and I'm trying to figure out how to word it because I've been thinking about it for the past like 20 minutes now because I've just been like replaying the trailer in my head and what they've been pitching this Kenobi show to be like the rematch of whatever the century century. Um, but I'm wondering how that changes the effectiveness or even the meaning of the line uh, when Obi-Wan faced Vader and Obi-Wan got killed. Well, tell me how much would you like to know? Well, so the line is, when I left you, I was but the learner, but now I am the master. Now, it has a lot of meaning in terms of what we know from the trilogy in general, but uh, if they meet here, how does that line change meaning? You know what I mean? Right. There, there's, there's a decade in, in our timeline, like timeline in in the way that we measure time there's like 10 years give or take maybe nine maybe eight and vader definitely becomes stronger with the force in those eight to nine years he doesn't need to be so physical because he can literally like rip shit out of the wall and throw it at you um so with that said we so that 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 clarifies that that anakin skywalker darth vader gets more powerful from this show to a new hope Okay, so that's that's there. He's getting stronger, so that so it still kind of makes sense. Now the rematch that's going to happen, we don't we don't know how it's going to go down, but if we look at that line that said ten years in the future, a decade in the future, on when the final battle happens, it's telling me that Obi Wan's going to get the better of him again somehow. Right, but he but he also says when I left you, like I think that's the most I think that's the most important part of it, right? Right, and if you look at episode when three, he never him. really left him, right? Obi Wan left Anakin. Well, I mean, like burning. he left, like I, I think it can be a metaphor. Like yeah. I, I think he can still go back to like leaving the Jedi and yeah, like, like when that's he left the when he left the Jedi and went and went when he left the, the when he went to the dark side, he left. So when he, that was what he's saying. Like when I left, when I turned, basically he's like, when he left, he turned is where I'm at. I was but the learner, but now I am the master. Like, mm. like right before to 66, when he kneels down to palps, like that's when he left. Right. Is the way you can look at it. It doesn't have to be in the physical sense. I think yeah, I look at, I look at it like that too, because uh, I mean, Kenobi was his master and like, to him, he was the Jedi. Like he was the Jedi. He was everything to strive for. So I, yeah, I, I agree with that. There's so many different ways you can look at the line. I mean, you could the, take that show. as kind of a thing. Um, like you know, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. That could almost be a slight towards him not getting on the council. You could retcon it that way and uh, play it into that. But I agree with what you're saying, Mikey. That. Uh, He's going to come, and I think we have to see an Obi-Wan victory at some point here. And so I can see Obi-Wan just being like, you you know, repeating, like, you still have very much to learn, my very, you know, my very young apprentice. Just, like, schooling Anakin. He's taught Anakin everything he knows. He's known him since he was a small boy, right? So he knows, he's he's going to know how to get underneath that armor, get underneath Anakin's skin. And I think that's what he's going to do. 
and he's going to kind of throw that in Anakin's face. Maybe Anakin's going to try to use brute power, but we've seen Obi-Wan overcome brute power and even the high ground before. I think you're going to be really surprised with Vader's strategy. I, I think a... that I think that that fight goes through his mind every day, along with the ten, the ten other things that he did really bad that haunts him, uh, including Padme's death and Order the you know Order sixty six everything. Uh, but I think that 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 battle he, he probably replays in his head over and over again, especially when he's like meditating and thinking about it. So I think with his newly found robotic body and the limitations physically, but how but but how that off that also opens up capabilities utilizing the force i think that obi-wan's going to be really surprised too because and, and i'm going to go into a little spoilers like jason told us there's there's kind of two fights right right and like like the first fight like obi gets his ass kicked and i think he gets his ass kicked because he thinks anakin's up going to be up to his old tricks you know the the the, the agile you know the, the agile uh, circus act of of lightsaber um, just firing it all around that, the place. And yeah, yeah, like 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 he he changed. He had to he had to augment the way that he that he initiates battle. So I, I think that's going to come into play, and that's why Obi Wan's going to be like, "Holy shit! Like this is a monster! Like this is not, you know, he's not even coming at me with like agility. He's coming at me with like just power, and, and it doesn't have to be physical, you know." Yeah. You just be like really, really smart, like like force ability. <laughs> I, I'm looking to see a lot of like uh, I don't know. It 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 could almost it would be cool to see him use the force more in battle, like we see him do in Empire Strikes Back. Um, but it would also be cool if maybe that's how he grows since then to augment like you know against Obi Wan's fighting style. Um, but I think that would be really cool. Like Hayden Christensen has come out and said, like the Vader you're going to see in this is a very powerful Vader. So to me, I think we're going to see a lot of that. We're going to see chosen one, the chosen one at full potential here. Like both of these guys, when, once he meets Obi-Wan Kenobi and it's kind of sucks, right? Because when he meets Obi-Wan Kenobi again, cause like you said, we're hearing that there could be two battles, and that Obi-Wan just gets his butt handed to him in the first one. And then he has to go back and re-strategize and kind of like look back at uh, probably has to like reflect upon knowing Anakin and has to find that weak spot in his, in his armor again, kind of recalibrate. Um, and then he beats, and then if he beats Vader again, and I can just, you know, Obi-Wan is like the king of one-liners in Star Wars. And I can just have see him having a little quip at the end that's going to explain that when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I'm the master. If he just tells him like he still has so much to learn or he hasn't learned anything or didn't he learn anything from him? Um, and that's how he leaves him. Then that could play into that. But what, what sucks is, uh, and this is exactly what Jason said today is that the next time I think it was either Jason or, uh, or Rob, they said that, uh, you know, the next time they meet, like maybe Anakin, you know, like you said, Anakin is probably stewed over the last battle for the last 10 years. So when he initially comes up against Obi-Wan, he's got his strategy figured out and he beats Obi-Wan down. 
And then yeah. after this, he's got another nine years to think about it again. And he think, you know, next time on the Death Star, he's like, all right, I got him figured out again. And then Obi-Wan just gives it up and just one-ups him again. <laughs> yeah, he, he one-ups him with like the, it's, it, he can't even, there's no, you don't even have the opportunity to come back. Right. He shoves it right in his face. Yeah, I don't know. What do you, do you what do you think, Casey? Do you think we're gonna see a lot of force powers? I mean, I think you have to to a degree. It's not like Obi-Wan can be out there wielding his lightsaber everywhere he goes. Right, right. Well, I mean just invader in general. Uh Vader against Obi-Wan. Do you do you think we're gonna see more of like uh, Empire Strikes Back? Uh no, I think we're gonna see some I think we're gonna see, uh, well, maybe. I mean, the very first thing Vader did when he woke up in the suit was break and shake everything in the room right. while screaming, no. But uh, I was trying to think about, uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see some, some force stuff, like maybe a rematch. Like, cause if you remember in the, obviously we remember the fight in Revenge of the Sith when they both go to force push each other and their hands kind of meet in the middle and they both go flying back. Yeah, right. I mean, um, but yeah, so I, I think we're going to see something of that sort. But then I'm, I'm trying to remember, I can't off the top of my head because I'm distracted by the child being on, on my lap. Um, solo. Yeah, like the conversation between Palpatine and Darth Vader when they're discussing Luke and that it's his son. Uh, can you remind me exactly how that goes? Because I have a I have a out of left field theory. So Palpatine says something to affect the effect of um, the son of Skywalker. Yeah, lives must, or something like that. You know, and he must not be allowed. Something, something, something. And then I don't know because there's the conversation got changed, and so I'm having I'm like remembering bits and pieces from the original, and bits and pieces from how they changed it in the DVD. Um, and one of them, I know Vader says, like, how is this possible? You know? Right. Is, uh, who asks, who, who's the one who brings up if they could be, like, if they could be turned? Is that Palpatine? That's Vader. That's Vader. Okay. So maybe. So here's, like, so I thought that's how it went. Idea out of left field. Like, maybe that line, when I left you, uh, Vader realizes he's beat, but. He, Obi-Wan tells him, you know, your son, like at least about one of them, you like, you know, like your kid, your kid made it. You know what I mean? Knowing that the other one was out there, but using that as like a, like a thing to get out of maybe, like maybe Obi-Wan was about to die. It was like, I, you like your, like your son's alive. You know what I mean? Um, and kind of went that route, which is why he wasn't super surprised about it when Palpatine and him had that conversation and he didn't want to just immediately go out and kill him. He was like, let, let me try and turn him. Maybe there's an avenue. Does that make sense? Or do I just sound stupid? I told you it was out of left field, but... You sound stupid, but it makes sense. <laughs> uh, Mikey, what do you Thank think? You. Wait, weigh in on this one. Weigh in on this one, Mikey. You know, I, I, I like, I'm kind of... I'm kind of jaded because, you know, in 2015, I started reading those comics. Yep. And, uh, and those comics changed my, my brain around. Like, Casey has, like, that fresh, o, like, OT 
yeah. mindset on like like what like what is canon, right? And like I'm all kind of all over the place in my head. And with the Disney Plus shows, it's, it's kind of showing me that a lot of that may not matter, which I'm I'm not really happy about because I was like all on board for this consistency, which is everything's like, the same level canon, right? Like it's it's hard to to kind of keep that. So anyway, Casey in the comics. Luke uh, Vader finds out Vader fights Luke without knowing he's his son but then I think he finds out earlier than Empire right because the the first comic run the first canonized comic run was between A New Hope and and Empire and Vader somehow finds out that he hears the word Skywalker I think that's that's how he finds out So, so if that speaks anything then we that that would tell me that like this this where the time period where this show is, he would not know that 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 Obi Wan is you know watching over his kid, um, or, or that his kid exists. But like these comics don't mean much because we had Yoda's lightsaber in uh, in the Boba Fett thing when Yoda's lightsaber uh, was in the comics in the Vader comics during the prequel. Era or during the the end of post Revenge of the Sith comics, we know that that lightsaber Masamita takes the lightsaber and throws it and purges all the the Kyber crystals of all like the Jedi that they killed. And they had Yoda's lightsaber, or at least it looked like Yoda's lightsaber. Anyway, it's not important. Go ahead, Josh. What do you got here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to jump off of there, like. Uh... There's there's some very easy ways of explaining around that. There was already a comic, uh, another comic, Age of Republic, where uh, was it Age of Rebellion? One of them where they showed Yoda building another lightsaber. Um, they've made reference to in a couple of different places now that Yoda had had a couple of different lightsabers. Uh, actually, in the newest issue of Crimson Dawn, Crimson Rain. Uh, Kira talks about Yoda's lightsaber, and she mentions that Masamita. Uh, destroyed one of Master Yoda's lightsabers. So that's fixed, fixed, fixed. right? Fixed. But, right. but <clears throat> it just goes to show you that uh, I think they would have been more careful with it if they were more, if it was the same level canon. It's canon till it's not. Um, it's what's happening is when, when the, the Disney Plus shows or the movies that contradict the comics, Marvel is then patching it up yeah all these comics that you're mentioning are like pretty recent and so they probably got the word like on that yoda's lightsaber was going to be in boba fett and they're probably like fuck we got to write a story now to show that he had more than one right so the (laughs) comics have a lot quicker turnarounds uh, especially i think the crimson the other comic was already out it's been out for a couple years now so i think that that was already there i just don't think it was a very well um, established idea and they just use the newest issue of Crimson Dawn just to remind people to kind of smooth that over but Casey I don't know can you see the screen can you see my screen here the comic strip I have up from uh, I don't remember if this is from the original one of the first Star Wars runs or if this is from the Darth Vader series that ran um, I think this is in Star Wars yeah so I don't uh, think I don't think he's here Casey, did you leave us? Yeah, Casey, uh, he, he had to, he had to go to the uh, Jedi training. 
the little uh, he had to use the the little Millennium Falcon escape pod with the little solo he's got there. Yeah. Um, but I, you know what it could be, uh, and Casey could be onto something, but not so much about like the the offspring. It it could be like you know Vader's like I know you're protecting, you know, you're protecting the children. Right. You know the children, and he doesn't know where he's protecting them or who the children are, but like he he wants to purge them. So there's a lot of could... talk about um, Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. I think that that could play in uh, that there will be a child being protected or children being protected. But yeah, Vader doesn't know exactly how close to home it really is. Now, in the same vein, I think that this same thing could play out, but it will be the answer to the other line that is an outlier, which is when Vader tells Luke and Return of the Jedi, uh, Obi-Wan once thought it's you do. I think that instead of saying like, hey, your kid made it or whatever, He's going to throw Padme's dying words at Vader's face and be like, Padme said there was still good in you. Padme knew there was still good in you or something like that. Yeah. And he can powerful. be like, and I, I thought, I thought that could be true, but now I know that, you know, you're more machine now than man. And then powerful. And then he can, and then he can uh, use that because I think that would, hit vader in the anakin right that's going to hit vader right in the light in the light side spot that's still in him the one little thing that still chains him to the light um and that's that could be what gets under his skin and obi-wan's the negotiator he knows how to he's got a he's got a silver tongue man and i think that you know that 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 smart mouth of his it might be how he ends up getting the upper hand with uh, vader again yeah, but that would I, be really good. I, I see what you're saying with the like Casey. It, it's almost refreshing to have Casey on, and he doesn't really follow a lot of the other uh, auxiliary canon. Um, and to have that point of view going into this, because you and I are so much tainted, almost by not tainted. Tainted's not the Dark. right word. What's that? Tainted by the dark side. Oh, yeah, but uh, not so much tainted, but like I think we're thinking too much inside of a box. And the right. and the people creating this do not like to put themselves in a box. If, if they want to change something and it's going to be for the best of like the live action story, they're going to do it. If they're going to change uh, how the uh, Grand Inquisitor looks for Rupert Friend or whatever, like yes yeah. they're gonna do it obviously so i think that i think the, i got my money on the the editing you think editing so room. i think so i i think I, I think it's just gonna be a sonic the hedgehog thing like you said it dude you said he's probably only in like one episode or 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 he's in like total he's in like three or four episodes but like screen time it's right. like you can count the minutes on your hand so i mean it's industrial light and magic bro like they could do whatever the fuck, they could just take his head off and put a different one on. They could, yeah. I mean, I mean, look what they did in two thousand and two with Tamora Morrison's face on uh, two thousand five. Like Commander Cody's turn, like you can tell it's fake, but like it looks awesome. Like the shit, 
I, I mean, back then, back then that was like incredible. I'm saying today it doesn't meet standards. So they, you know, how far we've come on what they're capable of doing, you know? Yeah, I think, and I mean, look at even what these YouTubers do. Like the day after it comes out, you got these YouTubers that are making these edits and coming out. Like uh, even with Cad Bane, like the next day, you had people like quote unquote correcting Cad Bane, making him look more like. And if these guys can do it, like just like the guy who they ended up hiring doing the deep fakes, right? Like get that boy on the job. Like I'm sure he can make it look, you know, tons better just in a couple of minutes if this is not the look that people are going for. Um, yeah. Is it that big of a deal though? in their eyes to the grand scale audience because how many people really know who the inquisitor is right i mean the majority of the people watching that are going to be mainstreamers so but if you want to entice people into watching rebels um you, you seem like you'd want to get it to be uh as smooth of a transition as possible and the people who have already watched Rebels are trying to tell you, like, hey, it's not that smooth of a transition to go from this guy to this guy. You know, because you're almost, yeah. Rebels is almost going to have to be, like, I know you posted on there about Johnny. I think it was you that posted on there about Johnny to watch Rebels. No, he, I mean, he's he's watched the important ones, you know, but I just remember just such a, such a grind with him to like every week it was like he's like ah oh. you know when we were heavy in rogue one every week yeah four 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 you know four episodes a month and that's when like we got we were season rebels was like i think it was like 2017 with like the space whales and the, and well no the lightsaber copters in season two what am i saying like the inquisitor like helicopter sabers like he just went on a rant for 25 minutes i'll never forget that night i ran out of quarters light i'm so pissed <laughs> could cope yeah with but johnny after that yeah i was and then i had to shut my mouth half the time because they get annoyed i over talk both of them <laughs> just don't fucking have me on your podcast yeah, right. it's who I am. You want me to fucking stay here and just shut up? It's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, you I know? told you several times. I was like, let Mikey speak. He started saying something I agree with. <laughs> you know, a lot of people said that, you know, but it wasn't my show. But I'd still get in trouble. Right. So, you know, whatever. No, I think that's, I, uh, I think that it's, it's not so much going to be for, this is going to be a good introduction to that. And I think it's going to be good to entice people into watching rebels after this, because people are going to ask questions about the inquisitors. And then if they do it right, it can lead people into rebels, which they're going to need to watch basically to understand because, Ahsoka. Because uh, yeah, because Ezra and Thrawn. So what you do is you entice rebels to go back. It's the same thing they kind of did with Clone Wars. Like, Nobody watched Clone Wars when it was on Cartoon Network. Nobody fucking watched it. I'll be honest with you. I barely watched it. Then everybody found out Darth Maul was there. And they were like, holy shit, I got to play catch up. By the yep. time, you know, now we're, in, we're still in our 30s, most of us like that want to catch up after hearing that. By the time we caught up, you know, the show gets canceled. Lucasfilm gets sold to Disney. We're like, what the fuck? Then the, the seventh season didn't even come out till five years later, seven, six years later. It was yeah. crazy. So the same type of thing may happen with Rebels. I'm not saying that they're going to get a season six of Rebels or whatever, season five, but, but people will go back and that will then help them understand and educate 
to to the Ezra and the Grand Admiral Thrawn stuff that's coming with yeah. Ahsoka. Casey, can you, you see know? my screen here? What I'm sharing. So it says on here, you know, this is how in canon currently uh, Vader finds out. He sends uh, actually Black Crescenten and Boba Fett out and to try to track down who this guy was that uh, blew up the Death Star. And Boba Fett actually has an altercation with him. In Ben Kenobi's hut, they fight. And um, I'm trying to remember, one of them was blinded, wasn't he? Was it Boba Fett that was blinded or Luke that was blinded? I think Something it was... Went off. Were... Yeah. I think it was Boba Fett that was blinded, but uh, and so Luke gets away. Oh yeah, he couldn't see his he couldn't see his face. Yeah, so uh, Boba Fett says like I lost him. Vader says that is most disappointing. He got lucky. Boba Fett says, "Did you bring me anything of value, bounty hunter? Not much, just his name, Skywalker." And it's at this point that Anakin says, uh, or you know. Anakin starts having a flashback to when Padme tells him that uh, she was pregnant and he then thinks about like Mikey you mentioned that they had already fought at one point he recognized the lightsaber um, and Vader just realizes I have a son and it's at that point when uh, trying to find the right frame here he says that um, basically makes up his mind then and there yeah, right here. He will be mine. It will all be mine. And so I think that's a turning point. This is in between a new hope and empire. So according to canon, as it stands, canon quote unquote right now, Casey, Vader finds out from Boba Fett in between four and five that he has a son. Um, right. I mean, you, you so see like, that. Go ahead, Casey. I was going to say, like, like the difference, the difference, difference, I guess, would be. I mean, these comics are new, so uh, we should expect them to uh, relatively respect things that are going on. Um, but I feel like the demographic who reads comics is probably much less than the demographic who watches the shows, who is much less than people who go buy movie tickets. Um, when you see that, like to bring up Marvel again, uh, look at the Marvel comics and what they do with the movies. It is very different. There are, you know, there's overlaps and similarities here and there, but they are, you know, on their, the, the Marvel cinematic universe is literally just a cinematic universe. Right. And now that Disney has Star Wars, uh, it's not outrageous to say that, you know, that, that the things that we see here are, are not quote. Right. Picture picture worthy or whatever you know what i mean like it's not it's right not a story that everyone's going to be told yeah that, that's essentially like we were just saying like uh we're kind of afraid of that um they kind of bounce that around with the yoda thing but they've they've even gone so far as to like make sure they point out in the latest comic like hey this is all still kosher because when they relaunched star wars canon their big pitch was it's all mm -hmm. one canon now the comics the TV series, the books, everything is one consistent canon. Now, how Man, long can you know they what? keep that up? Eh, but they're still pushing that. So I don't think that they'll do anything 
that big. Like, and what you missed a moment ago is we said that uh, I think more likely that what he'll probably do kind of what you're saying, but I think he's going to use the other line, which was, um, you know, Obi-Wan once thought as you do, and he's going to throw Padme's last word words in Vader's face that, uh, you know, she's thought that they were still good at him, but, you know, and then I said, he'll probably say something to the effect of, but you're more machine now than man. Kind of. I have an idea of how to fix it. Uh, You could even fix it in this, in this comic, scroll up. If, if it was in this comic, it could, it could be fixed. Uh, For which? Or last page. What, the page where you saw Luke swinging. Oh, oh. Do, do, do. This one. Yeah. So instead of Luke, you have a younger Obi-Wan that is older than Revenge of the Sith swinging. But uh, you could also retcon... You could have a comic come out with a, another flashback. Uh, you know, maybe Obi Wan messes him up so bad or does some weird force thing, hits his head again. So that's why we don't see him with his helmet off too much in the original trilogy. Uh, so where his memory is kind of bonked up, and he has these flashbacks in the magazine, in the magazine, whatever the comic of the of the altercation with everyone like there's ways to go about it you know right i don't know yeah it'll be it'll be interesting i was saying we were saying it's refreshing that you have this uh viewpoint of uh not having all this other canon info so you have much more like blue sky approach on things but um casey's got to step away again due to the, the the miniature oh he might be back he's here he's back again He's gone. It's me and you, Mikey. It's me and you. You're muted. Yeah. Okay. No. I'm, I, yeah. My uh, my antenna. My lobot. My lobot antenna. Oh, up. Um. Yeah. This is all cool, man. I, I mean, I, I like where Casey's heads at because it's a. You, you look. He's like fresh. It's fresh fan eyes on this stuff. You know, you and I are, are deep are in the thick, the thick of the thick of it, and he's kind of like looking at, oh, that's okay. So you're telling me that's what they said in the comics, but we've got this new story to fill in this gap in this time period with Obi and Vader, and they're going to reconnect. So it's interesting, you know. I, I I'm just kind of sticking to, you know, last time I was the le- learner. Now I'm the master. I'm sticking. I'm sticking to when he turned when I left you, and and I think. Uh, I think we're all just diving a little too much into it right now. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more excited to, to learn a little bit about the, the, some of the spoiler stuff that, that came out, but I don't know if you want to do spoilers. Cause I, I had a busy week and I, I missed a lot of that stuff, man. Oh man. We can, uh, we can put up a spoiler alert right now. I don't know if Casey's still with us. I don't know if T's still with us, but I will say right now, guys, if uh, if you don't want to hear any more about uh, learn any more spoilers um, or hear any spoilers from uh, Mando season three and from Kenobi, then good talking to you this week. And we hope to we hope to hear from you and uh, hope that you hear from us next week. So give you guys all a chance to exit. And we can dive into what do you want to start with? We got a couple of Kenobi things. We might as well continue the Kenobi um, talk here. 
Uh, just yeah. a, a couple of small things. So uh, the big thing, I'll tell you what, what, what came out today has a whole lot of um, a lot to do with what we're talking about right now. Uh, so we're talking about the, what Jason released today was talking about the flash investment bulletin kind of in tandem. They're talking about flashbacks, uh, the flashback and the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And, you know, we've heard a lot, a lot of rumors about a clone wars flashback. And this is the way that Jason pretty much presented it that, this Clone Wars flashback is going to be set somewhere right around the end of episode two. So whether or not that's really in the Clone Wars or not, um, and what it's going to be is, as far as he can tell, it's going to be sometime after his first fight with Vader, where Obi-Wan just gets his butt kicked. And mm. he's going to be having a flashback to a time when him and a, a de-aged Ewan and a de-aged Hayden are sparring, possibly in that same like dojo like we saw from uh, Rebels, uh, where we saw the Grand Inquisitor back when he was a Jedi. Yeah, uh, they're going to be sparring in the Jedi Temple, and they're going to be kind of, you know, we're going to see that friendly banter back and forth between Obi Wan and and Anakin, but they're going to be uh, nitpicking each other's fighting styles, and so it's love going, it. I love it. And upon this reflection is when Obi Wan is going to start to really see like where his flaw was when he went up against vader this time he's going to remember what vader's like inner flaws are and he's going to be able to exploit those next time and it's at this point that obi-wan you remember that jason told us when he was on the show last time that when obi-wan goes to leave tatooine he calls out to qui-gon and there's no answer well that's just the first time out you know Right, but he said that it's it's after this. So he thinks that uh, Princess Leia being the person that he goes to rescue and meeting Princess Leia, and she's going to be the embodiment of hope in this. That already at, at a young age, he can see how she stands up to these Inquisitors, how she stands up to the, the tyranny of the Empire, and that this is... Uh, this could be the game changer for Obi-Wan to kind of, because, you know, what we see in episode three, uh, Obi-Wan, and what we see in episode four, Obi-Wan, are, are somewhat similar. But where Obi-Wan starts off at this in this show, he's going to be quite broken. And, mm. you know, and he's, he's not the guy that can just call upon the force in an instant. He's not at peace. Um, but it might be his interaction with Leia and seeing others, seeing Bale again, and seeing what he's doing, seeing that there's still a fight going on, that there's more outside of this, like, desolate rock, you know, that he lives on Tatooine, that's going to reawaken this. And that once all that starts moving again, that's when we're going to get Qui-Gon be able to, you know, he's going to be more connected to the living force again, Obi-Wan, and that's when Qui-Gon will speak to him. Wow. This sounds epic. Right. And it, so, I mean, it, 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 it literally sounds like Revenge of the Sith, the sequel, like the sequel to Revenge of the Sith. Like, this is fucking crazy. I cannot wait to have like, a like eight hour cut of Revenge of the Sith just with all of the Kenobi stuff. 
I mean, and then what do you, I mean, we don't know yet. We're going to have to see, but like, what do you do? Do you take the flashbacks and do you put them like into Revenge of the Sith? Cut, like during the move, like, or do you, do you put that after when Obi-Wan reflects? Like, what do you do? You know, <laughs> or you cut it both ways. You watch it both ways and see what you like better. Yeah, we got to think two it cuts. Would, well, I think you, maybe you just play it twice. Like you, like you play like the, the training room with like, the Jedi Temple training room where they're where Obi Wan's picking out his flaws and shit and their fighting styles, and then you play that again three hours later when Obi Wan is like reflecting on it and trying to strategize. Play it twice, or you you cut it shorter when Obi Wan is because uh, you know they'll probably do like a little elaborate uh, slow moving in the beginning, you know, to build up the suspense that we're seeing this. Obi-Wan and Anakin training, it's going to be, like, amazing. So they'll build that up. You cut that a little bit, and you just show, like, the main plot point that Obi needs to realize. I'm thinking about your cut. I'm sorry. I could talk about that for two hours. No, definitely. Um, yeah, it's it could be interesting to – I think a lot of it, like, the – because, like, we're told uh, – from making Star Wars and uh, Bespin Bulletin, that uh, the the series is going to start off with a quote unquote flashback or another scene from Order sixty six that can just be inserted basically into um, the timeline. Um, but then the other stuff that's like a flashback to like in the middle where we don't really know where it goes, I think that that can just be left as a flashback essentially. Um. And I think it would run smoothest that way. Hey, guys. So it's been a hell of a night. Uh, we've seen I've, I got three soldiers down. Last man standing. And uh, Jackson, my dog, and, and my wife are upstairs running around like lunatics waiting for me. Uh, T had to bail. And uh, with some kid trouble and Casey as well. And then we just lost Josh right when we were getting into um, Obi-Wan and Mando 3 spoilers. So we're going to cut it short this week. Uh, we're going to pick it up with a with a part two to this um, and try to record a little early next week. So, you, you know, we don't leave uh, this segment hanging too long, leaving you guys hanging too long. Um, so with that, I'm going to close out tonight. You can follow me at uh, Maximum Paps on Twitter. Uh, and at the Pop Culture Hour Facebook group on Facebook, not too active on Instagram. For the pod itself, and Josh, uh, you, you can follow Talking Sith Pod on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and if you want to email us, uh, maybe we'll start reading some emails soon. Uh, I can bring it up to Josh, actually. It's on my list. That's TalkingSithPodcast at gmail.com. So um, thank you so much for, for hanging out with us. I know it's, it's been a crazy episode. I guess the full moon thing is somehow in effect tonight so i've been podcasting for seven years and i've never seen that <laughs> losing three guys in a night so with that uh you all have a fantastic rest of your week have a good weekend uh we'll talk to you soon and may the force be with you good <laughs> Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property. We just like to talk about it.